All right, good morning and welcome to the Stock Market Update. It is Monday, March 28th, and uh, we will talk about the top five things that are moving the markets. Plus, we will show you our current positions and last week's trades that we did. But before we dive in and do all this, if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Hypecutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and together we have more than 47 years of trading experience. And every morning we sift through a mountain of news websites, newsletters, and reports, and then we take the most important news, condense them down, and go live right here to share with you what you need to know as you head into your trading day. If this is your first time here, I know it can be a little bit overwhelming, but don't worry, we have a special video just for you that I will link to in the description, and that's a great place to get started. All right, Mark, let's take a look at the markets. But before we do this, Happy birthday! <laughs> it's your birthday today! Hey! Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks yeah. for being here with us this morning on your birthday. I have something special of coming course. for you. Should be there this afternoon. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be uh, any other place. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, the markets. I brought the S&P 500 up. And, uh, I mean, last week... Good week for the S&P, right? It was. I mean, gosh, uh, the, the markets just keep plugging along. Uh, the Dow and S&P up on Friday, closing out the, the week with a winner. Uh, the S&P up 0.5%, uh, erasing its losses since Russia invaded Ukraine in late February. So uh, we've made up for, for that dip. Uh, the Dow up 0.4% and uh, finishing higher. So it's uh, just plugging along, just just making a lot of headway. The The Nasdaq was down, uh, actually, I, I believe, uh, just a, a little bit, down 22 points. Yeah, but you see, this looks so innocent, the move here, because we're trying to make back ground. But this here is actually an 8% move. Oh, sure. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, if I'm going here from from the low, actually, it's 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 a 12% move here. So it, it's quite substantial what we have seen here over the past few weeks. So let, let's talk about what is moving the markets here right now. I mean, of course, we still have the Russia-Ukraine war in focus. So did you see the latest what's happening there? Yeah, Ukrainian and Russian negotiating teams are planning to meet in Turkey this week with uh, differences still... Uh, being worked out uh, with terms for a potential ceasefire deal on the table. Uh, Ukraine's president on Sunday said his country has, was prepared to consider neutrality while offering Russian security guarantees, but the two leaders would have to meet in person. And I know that this neutrality uh, is one of the, the sticky points. So as he was signaling, you know what? We might consider this as long as we remain sovereignty and uh, we are still our own country and not part of Russia. We're good. So, I mean, there could be that this week we will see some progress in these peace talks. I, I think this week, based on what I'm seeing here, that's kind of the, the most hopeful that uh, there might be some progress in this conflict. And yeah, markets seem to like it. And uh, then also another thing that is moving the markets. I, I mean, economic report uh, reports because... <sighs> I mean, it sounds horrible, but traders have a very short attention span. And uh, the war has been raging now for over a month. And this is where traders often say, okay, 
what else is there, right? And, and this is where the focus right now is also a little bit split, not only looking at what is happening in Ukraine, uh, but also what is going on here in terms of economic reports. And we have a really, really interesting week. Super light today, no economic reports uh, on the on the calendar this week, uh, today, but we have a few big ones coming up this week. Yeah, the focus this week is on jobs. Uh, Jolt's job openings on Tuesday. Uh, this is something that was really kind of created for the Fed a while back, but the real biggies, ADP non-farm employment numbers on Wednesday. This is kind of a sneak peek to the the, the real focus and the real attention, which will be on Friday. Uh, the jobs report, the monthly jobs report, always the first Friday of the month with average hourly earnings, non-farm employment change, and the unemployment rate being reported. Right. So th this will be the big focus this week. And to get a better idea of what the Fed will be doing. And uh, I mean, last week, Paul already said that he is prepared to trace interest rates by half a percent on the next meeting that is on May 4th. And of course, this week's job report will give us a better idea of is he going to do this? Is the Fed going to do this or not right now? Uh, the markets are factoring a 71 percent chance that on the next meeting, uh, the Fed will raise interest rates by half a percentage point, which is the first time since when 2008 that they did it, that they hiked it by um, half a percent instead of a quarter of a percent. I, I believe so. And the Fed is expected to raise rates at each of its uh, next meetings here. It's just by by how much will we do a quarter point? Will we do a half point? They do have the the possibility of doing emergency meetings and raising in between. But uh, that doesn't seem to be the, the case unless something crazy uh, happens. But the half point is definitely on the table and traders are pricing it in now. Yeah, but we'll see because the, the Fed has the dual mandate, low inflation and low unemployment. So this week, with being a big jobs report, we will see what they do because they have to keep an eye on both. But right now, definitely the focus is inflation. So another thing that traders are focusing on is crude oil. I mean, crude oil over the past few weeks has gone crazy. I mean, went up from around $90 to $130, retraced all the way back to $95. Then last week, again on the rise, but right now moving lower. And I mean, crude oil prices will actually affect inflation, of course. And there's a reason why we have the CPI data and the core CPI, so for the core CPI, uh, the consumer price index, crude oil or the prices of energy is actually being taken out because it's so volatile here, right? Yeah, I mean, th these are some huge, huge swings for, for crude oil and for a commodity. And I mean, we've seen that in general. Uh, Marcus, you, you meant, mentioned that traders have short-term attention spans, and it's absolutely true. Uh, there's also the, the fact that no matter how uh, unfortunate the situation is in Ukraine, that war doesn't have a huge impact on the U.S. markets. However, energy is, uh, you know, a bigger player there. So energy does have an impact on U.S. markets um, and crude oil futures now down because of a Shanghai lockdown. All right. So so let's talk about this. I, I mean, even uh, Tesla has to halt Shanghai factory uh, because, yeah, China is, is shutting down Shanghai or parts of Shanghai for a few days. Yeah, so experiencing the, the biggest outbreak of uh, COVID, right? And so the lockdown uh, will move to the other half of the city. 
uh, for an additional four days after the first four days. And uh, oil prices with less demand potentially impacting uh, crude oil. Yeah. Uh, crude oil down. I just brought up the COVID case. I mean, here's what happened in the US over the past six months. And we had the Omicron variant uh, that, that was raging, but then it seems that right now uh, cases are really, really low, no uptick to see here. But then on the other hand, if we look at China, a completely different picture, as you can see, it was rather low, the Omicron variant really not having much of an impact. But right now, cases are rising and China has vowed to say, OK, we're going to lock down here and uh, we get this under control. Because also, if you look back here over uh, just all time, we see that China had a huge problem in the beginning, but then pretty much throughout all the pandemic, very, very low cases, not the same spikes that we saw here uh, in the United States, where we had uh, all these different variants, right? So uh, we had the initial crisis, and then we had the Delta variant uh, that was coming in, and then we had the Omicron variant. So a completely different picture here. And so again, how does this affect crude oil prices? Well, China is the largest importer of crude oil. And if if Tesla has to shut down its factory, other companies have to shut down too. So there's less demand. And this is why we see crude oil prices falling here. Exactly. All right. Now, before we take a look at our positions and uh, what we did last week, <laughs> we got to talk about Bitcoin. Bitcoin kind of has been sneaking up there and is right now at the best levels of the year. I mean, it's making a new high for the year. So if you see this, uh, we are right now trading at 47,000. And that's a little bit, we haven't talked about Bitcoin a lot uh, recently because it was rather quiet. But here now, Bitcoin trading at highest levels for the year. Yeah, interesting to see us uh, just breaking outside of this range. You know, we had that range for a while and uh, now breaking to the upside is 50,000 Bitcoin in the future this week yeah. we'll see <laughs> very similar picture for ethereum not yet at the highs of the year still down for the year but uh just getting there uh let's say so a uh, year to date uh, ethereum is still down nine percent bitcoin on the other hand year to date now up 2.3 percent so cryptocurrencies are coming back okay let's talk about our, our trade so i'm jumping over here uh, to powerx optimizer and i brought up the first one so arcf is a uh, one of the trades that I'm in, you're not in ARCF. I, I flew a rescue mission here. So not much to do right now. Uh, we, we did have uh, some nice moves here last week uh, after um, yeah, also moving lower here. Right now trading, uh, where are we right now? So around 29 and uh, we have some, some nice pre-market moves here. So this should be good. Uh, the other one, uh, LVS. Uh, so we both have a, have a position in LVS. And uh, this has been fun to play with. Uh, also, uh, over the past two weeks, has been moving lower, but right now moving back towards our cost basis. So maybe sometime this week, we can sell some more calls. And we already collected a lot in premium here on LVS, right? Yeah, this one we've been in for a while. And it's nice to see that it's getting, you know, it created this, this lower range and then went through that uh week two weeks ago now back at the upper part of that range so i'd like to see it drift back up towards 45. yeah all right then ride not much to do there I said it nothing to do there for now um i had a pretty good uh, couple of weeks here uh coming out of the basement so we'll see if they can uh, hold above three and uh, hopefully 
move higher. So nothing here, uh, there yet to do. Now, then we had quite a few positions getting called away because uh, this is where we completed the wheel, which is actually uh, perfect. So if you're looking here at ADI, uh, we started this wheel cycle on uh, January 18th. And then on Friday, March 25th, it got called away. And this is pretty much in line with our average holding time. Usually it's uh, like 25 days. So this was here slightly longer, uh, collected almost $10,000 in premium. But now mm, kind of a little bit sad. It got called away. The wheel cycle is completed. So we got to start a new one here. Yeah, and you know, just for anybody new to the wheel, starts by selling puts. Then if you do get a sign of those puts, selling calls, we were able to sell calls on this one for a while. Uh, sometimes people who are new to the wheel and, and selling calls and what happens if we own shares of the stock and sell calls against that stock and then the stock trades and closes above the strike that we sold calls on, uh, then our shares are taken away. And so that's fine. It's part of the process. It frees up buying power. Now we have more buying power that we could put on, uh, you know, put towards another trade. We'll be looking for new trades this week. And who knows, maybe AD drop, ADI drops a little bit and we could reassess and reestablish a new position. Yeah. And if, if you want to see more videos, we'll link to it in the description and also at the end of the video. So this way you can get more familiar with the wheel and the trading strategies that we use. BAC, Bank of America. Oh, this already got called away last week. But what was the other yeah. one that we got called away? UAL. Um, which one? Your TPR for you and UAL for both of us. Yeah. TPR, uh, that's also one uh, we entered this on March 1st, uh, sold uh, the 37 level and uh, yeah, collected uh, just shy of $5,000 in, in premium here, a little bit over 4000 I think I collected some more last week. I need to update this. So here, a little bit of shorter cycle, but definitely completed the cycle. Sold puts, got assigned, sold calls, got called away. That's exactly what the wheel is. And now we are starting it over. And then, yeah, United Airlines, I'm also a little bit sad that we got called away there. Uh, so this also a little bit of a shorter trade. Uh, so February 28th entered March 25th. This is pretty much exactly our 25 days, right? <laughs> so which is our average. So sold uh, the uh, th uh, the 40 puts, got assigned, sold calls against this, collected around $8,000 in premium here. So this worked out really well. And then the trade that we took last week is uh, DKS, Dick's Sporting Good. I haven't updated it yet. Uh, which one did which one did we sell? Let me just update it here real quick. Yeah, we sold the uh, 100 put. Okay, so here what we did, let me just uh, put the line in here. So we sold the 100 put, sold 100 put expiring uh, on April 1st. Uh, this will be this week. So uh, we'll see if uh, DKS stays above this. We just keep the pr premium by Friday. If it moves lower, as we have done previously, we get assigned and then we will sell calls against it. So, yeah, I mean, we have uh, plenty of room in our portfolio, and plenty of buying power to look for trades today. And that's what we're going to do here in just a few minutes as the markets open. Um, uh, let's talk about the market open here for just a second. I know that we are running a little bit longer than we usually do, but uh, markets are pointing to, well, <laughs> a mixed open. They're, they're a little bit yeah. all over the place. I'm looking here at the Nasdaq futures uh, in overnight trading at first moving lower, then moving higher, pulling back a little bit. But right now, pretty much around the unchanged mark. Um, so looking for a flat opening. 
kind of what we are hoping for today is a is a lower opening because on a, on a down day it's best to sell puts because you collect most premium there so kind of hope that uh, the markets are moving lower a little bit today so that we can load up our positions again and that would be perfect all right that hey if you would like cool. to know how exactly we do this and uh, what this strategy is all about We'll link a few videos right here that you can take a look at. Uh, this will be a great place to start. And uh, then, hey, have a great day and hope that you make lots of money trading. Happy trading, everybody. And happy birthday, Mark. <laughs>